following program contains mature content matter. Listener discretion is advised. Giant Monster Productions presents an original episodic series from Antonio and Enzo Ferrara. Tales of the Monster Hunters podcast. Volume 1, Issue 9. Dicamento. Previously on Tales of the Monster Hunters podcast. There's some zombie trouble going on out there. Wow, you killed that zombie. Is that a female zombie? Really? Did you think there were only male zombies? You cannot escape. Damn it, they've cut us off. I am Bautista Mateo Felipe Perez. Wow, your parents got carried away when they were naming you, but all your name still doesn't tell us who you are. Reading a journal entry. Entered by Gavin Smith on July 3rd, 2021 from Mexico City. As the sun settled and we continued to walk, we knew what we had learned was too outrageous to be true. But we'd heard it from the dying lips of a monster we had slain. And this truth we knew now? Could we reveal what we had learned from where this monster had come? And would anyone believe us that it was man-made? Our first story begins moments after Bruno and Pat have been saved from a group of zombies and learn that their savior was none other than a long-lost cousin. Can you repeat that, please? Did you say you're our cousin? See, exactly where are you from? Argentina. Hey, Nono's brother Lee lives there. I know, genius. That is my father, primo. He doesn't have a son. He's got two daughters. Correct, primo. But I am the result of an affair my father had. Are you being serious here? Si. And only our grandfather knew about you? Si. What's with this family? His dad has an affair, and he's a product of that. Our mom has a one-night stand, and we're the product of that. Our mother does not cheat. She's never cheated before. There's a difference. You of all people should know this. You do both on a regular basis. Fuck's sakes, Pat. We just met the guy. Why are you trying to make me sound like an evil person in front of him? Primos, I think it is best if we leave and go speak with your grandfather. What's with this guy calling us Primo? That's a type of spaghetti sauce. The three begin to walk back towards the car when Bruno suddenly stops and looks back at the dead zombies. Wait a minute. What about the zombies? We just can't leave them here like that. Don't worry, Capitan. Those zombies will soon dissolve and there will be nothing left of them. How do you know that? You just have to trust me, cousin. Trust you? We just met you. All questions to be answered when we see Tio-Yo. They continue along until they finally reach Chloe and Reggie, who are both looking at the person Bruno and Pat have brought with them. Oh, you guys are okay. Oh yeah, thanks to him. And just who is he? Well, Chloe, let me introduce you to our long-lost cousin. Your cousin? Our bastard cousin. Why'd you call him that, Bruno? Did he do something to offend you? No, dummy. He's the result of an affair. Primo, who are your friends? This rocket scientist is Reggie. Hello. And this enchantress is the future Miss Dominical, Chloe. All a lie, except for the last part. Nice to meet both of you. How did you get here? I took a bus. Well, isn't that funny? He was able to take a bus here. Yet you two made me drive you here. If we didn't get you to drive us here, where else would we have put the zombie's dead body? Do you know how suspicious it would look with Pat or Reggie carrying it onto a city bus? He has a point. See, he agrees with me. <laughs> you think everyone agrees with you. <laughs> I can't help but that I'm never wrong. 
You really believe that? It's not wrong if it's true. Oh my God. How do you put up with him? It's one of life's greatest mysteries, Chloe. All right. Can you stop embarrassing yourselves about me being right all the time? I can still make the buffet at the playroom if there's less talky and more walkie. You still want to go eat and watch strippers after everything that's happened here? Is that a trick question? Unbelievable. Um, I have a question. Really? You can't wait until we leave to ask it? I think this is a pretty important question, Bruno. So is me getting the playroom sooner than later. What is it, Reggie? What happened to the other zombie you guys chased after? It got away. Can we go now? Were there any other zombies? There was, but they are all dead. You know, you just can't leave those bodies back there. That has been asked and answered, Counselor. It will be fine. If, if their bodies are found... Their bodies will dissolve. Why will their bodies dissolve? Can we have this explanation in the car on the way back to the pizzeria? Time is of the essence here. Okay, okay, hold on. So, the first zombie you guys killed, did that one dissolve as well? That would be a good guess, Chloe. Oh, man. Those body bags better not leak. Or else you two maniacs are paying to get my trunk of my car cleaned out. If dead zombie leaks into the trunk of your car, there's no way that smell is ever coming out. Well, then, what do you suggest I do? Simple. Torture car and claim the insurance. Are you serious? Works in the movies all the time. Uh, this is not a movie. Could have fooled me if how overdramatic you're being. Okay, okay, that's it. Get that body bag out of my car now. And find your own way back to the pizzeria. Chloe! Come on, are you being serious here? Do I look like I'm not? <sighs> I'll get the body bag. Chloe tosses the keys to Reggie as he walks past her. Good going, Bruno. Now how the fuck are we gonna get back? Chloe, don't do this. If you don't drive us back to the pizzeria, I definitely won't make it to the playroom in time. Your main concern is that you're not gonna be able to go eat some old dried up roast beef and watch a bunch of pole dancers that God knows what era they're from? Reggie walks back, dragging a body bag behind him. Chloe, good news. The zombie did dissolve, but it didn't leak into your trunk. Oh, great. Well, put the body bag down, then get in. Batista, Pat, let's go. Wait, you said you're not driving any of us back, yet you're letting them into the car? I never said I would not drive them back. I said I would not drive you back. Bruno watches as everyone piles into Chloe's car. Oh, great. I'll never make it now. Chloe backs out of the parking spot and drives away as Batista looks at Bruno through the rear window. Why doesn't he just call your abuelo to come pick him up? I have no idea what you just said there. <laughs> but once you get to meet him, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Well, at least it can't get any worse for him. As if on cue, it begins to rain. <laughs> good for him. While en route back to the pizzeria, Batista stares out of the window of Chloe's car. So, uh, why are those zombie bodies dissolving after they've been killed? I don't know why, amigo. I only know that whatever this zombie has been, any zombie she has turned, have all met the same end after being killed. And where did you just happen to encounter this zombie for the first time? I have been tracking this zombie since she first appeared in Buenos Aires. Holy God! You've been tracking her for that long? See, si. Wait, it's a 
female zombie? Cool your jet stare, Snagglepuss. All she have to do is get one look at you, and I'm sure she wouldn't want to go out with you either. She's undead, not brain dead. So, what? It just hopped on a plane, train, or boat and showed up there? Let's think of it this way. If she's smart enough to speak, she's got to have some kind of intelligence, so how hard would it be for her to travel anyways? You are listening to Tales of the Monster Hunters podcast. All issues available to listen to wherever you get your podcasts. New issues bi-weekly. Upon reaching the pizzeria, they exit Chloe's car and watch her drive away. Soon after, Reggie attempts to open the front door. Uh, it's locked. Did the close sign on the door kind of throw you off and make you think that the door was open? Joe suddenly appears behind the glass panel of the door with a shotgun at the ready. Goche was dead. No, 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 wait! Don't shoot, it's us! Us? You got to us, who? For fuck's sake, the old man really needs to get a brand new prescription. Joe, it's me, Reggie. It's him, Pat. It's him, Bazista. Joe unlocks the door and lets them in. It's the matter with you boys? How come you don't bring a Gavi with you? You know, Reggie, none was right. Why didn't you bring the key with you? You think your grandfather's gonna give me a key? You and your excuses, huh? You're so selfish. It's Reggie this, Reggie that. Ugh. aspetta. I see Mo. I see Curly. My one who got Sandy, Larry. Where did you guys leave with Bruno? Oh, uh, he's taking the bus back. Perché no viene cotia? Why no come with you, huh? Well, you know your grandson, how charming he can be. Not. He upset Chloe. Porca miseria, that's strigazzo gisto. Ah, Battista, come si? I see you found my grandsons. I did, Theo. I'm just in time. Pat turns and leans closer to Reggie. So I uh, guess we're not addressing the uh, whole new cousin thing here? E quello zombie. You mean zombies, no new plural. Not singular, plural. Como? What? Let me explain it to you differently. Zombies, nonno. Not uno. Chosai. More. Gabish? Tio, I have been tracking a zombie like we have never seen before from Argentina all the way here. Hmm, this is very interesting. Zombie, un bogiri, on its own. You can't travel the world. This one is different. Different? Como? How's it different? Well, for starters, it can think and it can speak. No, questo non è buono, questo non è buono. What happens if this one look like abomination come a kisti out there? So far, Theo, from what I have seen, this zombie seems to be the only one. Si bomazzare come un zombie normale. Can we kill it like a regular zombie, huh? Si. Tell me something, mio primo. When you first encountered this zombie back in Argentina, I really can't pronounce what area it's from. Did you have a chance to kill it? I was ready to impale my blade into her head. But then it spoke. And in that moment, it surprised me long enough for it to run away before I knew what was going on. But now it's out there free to turn other people into zombies just like her who are smart and can speak? No true, amigo. Anyone she has turned have all been regular zombies. Uh, are you guys thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> yeah, maybe she has a girlfriend that'll go out with you? What if this one was created somehow? You honestly think somebody created this? Well, maybe. Reggie is not wrong. 
Bautista. But he studied Jen. Who could be behind creating something like this? Who was he say? Decamento. Decamento Pharmaceuticals? Seriously? The same Decamento Pharmaceuticals, the largest pharmaceutical company in the entire world? Yes. Well, that makes sense. Their head office is in Buenos Aires, and that's where he first encountered it. And you say, this Decamento, they are responsible for these abominations? The creations of these creatures, this monstrosity? See, at that moment, there is a knock at the door. Pat turns to see Bruno standing on the other side of the glass door. Oh, hey, it's Bruno. Are you sure? I thought possibly it was Avon delivering your mother's order for the month. Don't be silly, Pat. Her orders always come to the house. Pat walks to the door, shaking his head, and lets a soaked Bruno in the restaurant. Look at you, Mary Poppins. All wet and whatnot. You ever thought about carrying an umbrella with you? It is raining out there. Welcome back. Don't get too excited, eager beaver. I'm only here to get the keys to the car so I can get to the fucking playroom. You still have it in your head? You still want to go there? Of course. Look at the time. The buffet's probably ended by now. Bruno. What is it, Nono? Venica. Get over here. But I need to go. Venica. Ora. <sighs> oh, by the way, tell Nono, uh, how are you going to go? Where you going to go? With the car? Nope. You're not using my car. Now shut up, sit down, and listen what Nono wants to tell you. Oh, man. Do I have to? Bruno grumbles and makes his way over to the others. Are you going to cry? You need a Kleenex? What's it going to open, huh? You tell me now. I have to start. Go ahead. If I need them, Reggie can get them for me. Now, before you come inside the door, I was about to say, this decamento. Mm-mm. Yeah, Bruno, what I hear about them? No, 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 no. I hear about them long time ago. And this isn't the first time I hear about them creating steel abomination. Hold on. Why do you want to bring up the speed of what you're all talking about? Joe shakes his head in frustration as Reggie begins to bring Bruno up to speed on the situation. Wait. You all think this billion dollar corporation is playing Dr. fucking Frankenstein? Well, obviously you don't. Shit like this only happens in the movies. And we're back to the movie thing. Uh, the, the monsters you hunt all happen in the movies too, but they're all real. And what? You think these asshats are responsible for all the monsters in the world? Bruno scoffs and slowly shakes his head in disbelief. Poesity, poesity. May I know there is a responsibility for una abomination that I know of. Wait, you're telling me you hunted a monster that decamento? created? Near the end of my career as a hunter, I decided to take your nonna for a trip to Argentina. While we were there, I visited my brother Leo, Bautista's father. That we're both hunters, correct? Joe pauses to take a swig of wine. Once we get there, we settle down. We hear on the radio that there's been another disappearance of a person in a small town called Diegre, about an hour away from where Leo he lived. I ask Leo, Leo, do you know anything about this? He said to me, he's been looking into it for a while now. I say, while I'm here, maybe we both go check it out. He agrees. And in the afternoon, we take the drive down to Diegre. I bet Nona loved you taking off like that. Your Nona, God rest her soul. 
She knew the nature of my business and she never once questioned or said a word. All I ever remember is when I walked down that door, she would look at me, smile and say, kill those bastards, the monstrosity. And that's what I did. I made your grandmother proud. I miss that lady so much. Me too. Alora, let me continue. Do you want a Kleenex? Like I was saying, Leo and I had Avado, Cartier. We get this guy's going to report the newspaper. Andiamo na polizia. We talk with them and they tell us exactly stisigosi that's on the news. Nothing different. So you and your brother don't even have a clue as to who or what is behind these abductions? No. Now may I continue? Sorry. Where was I? Una stato. Joe takes a long deep sigh and continues. So dopo due giorni, niente, nothing. No disappearances, no problemo. Leo, he thinks, eh, maybe it was nothing. Me, I think differently though. I knew something was wrong. No, no. Can I go pee? Ma, haven't you spent enough time in the bathroom with those other two? Doing God knows, I don't know. This is in reference to the events of issue 8. I'll hold it. What about bladder mitosis? What? The thing you told me about when we were hunting for those demon toys, you get it when you hold your pee too long. Reference to issue 6. Really? You told him this? Mingama, are you Trigani for real? Joe throws a flummoxed look at Batista. Please, Tio, continue. Those are two days, nothing happens. Ulutumoyano, last day I'm there with Leo, we go looking around. Nente. All day, no luck. So Leo, he tells me not to worry. He's gonna keep looking into the Cosa Sucheria, he's gonna let me know. Hey, I agree. We get together, we go back home, we go out that nice, we sit down, we have a nice meal, and a bella beef steak, and Kevino. And it's a dunk video. We get up, we're gonna go home, we call a cab. Just as we call a cab, then we hear it screaming, yelling, everything in the alley behind us. So I say to Nona, you stay here. And then, Uvi them. We see right in front of us the darkness. It's not 100%, but it's dragging the woman away. She's screaming. We run towards the stop wheel. Nende is no stop. So your father goes down on one knee, I pulls the gun out, goes a little bit more forward, and he says, stop, pam, pam, two shots into the air. The monster, he stopped. He dropped the lady, no head, and he starts running towards. We look, we surprised. He come charging, charging, he jumps on the fourth fist, running, running. Your father down on one knee, takes a pistol, a pam, pam, two shots in the chest, and the beastie goes down. We go forward to see what was there. What was holding her, Nonu? What was it? Porca miseria, let me talk. I was going to tell you. I just tell you. A man, a ape. No cristiano como no gorilla. Can you repeat that, Nonu? Did you say man ape? As he is part man, part ape? Unholy beast. What would happen next, Joe? If you all shut up for a minuto, tu faccio sapere, testi ragazzi. So again, come a dick, Leo takes a gun, 
shoots this beast two times in the chest. Joe grunts and shakes his head. In the ensuing silence, Joe looks over at Ruggiero, who has just come out from behind the dining room. We knew right there and then he's not gonna live. We run towards him, we surprise, we look at him. And then he looks up at us and he says one word, Dicamento, e poi murio. Fucking thing, I just sit there, starts to dissolve. I'll never see something like this before. It dissolved? See, Dicamento made this man ape. Were you not listening to the conversation? Did you just join it at the end? Of course he meant Dicamento. Well, did you go to the police and let them know the man-ape was behind all the kidnappings and, and about decomento? Ah, uh, poor soft-headed Reggie, you don't understand. These large corporations, like decomento, they have the police on a speed dial. Who knows if today me, my brother Leo, and everybody else involved would be here today, huh? Fuck. So who knows what other kind of monsters these guys created? Or how many have escaped? Hmm. That, hmm, sounds serious. I have a thought. Oh, for fuck's sakes, Reggie. You see what you started now? He's got a thought, too. What if this zombie could help us expose Dicamento? Rina, there's Earl. That Petsa Merda tried to kill us. Only because she thought we were trying to kill her. Uh, hold on a minute. We were trying to kill her? Am I missing something? This zombie is on the run from Dicamento. But even though they have made her into a zombie, she will not let herself be taken back at any costs. She must have assumed that's why you were there. Are you saying that we find this zombie and convince her to help us expose Decamento? Not you, but myself. Are you both insane? That fucking zombie is never going to help you do shit. The moment she sees you, she's going to try to kill you or run away. But now it's different, mi primo. Now I do not want to kill her. I want her to help me. Oh sure, because what zombie out of the goodness of their dead heart wanted to help something it wanted to eat? You got a better idea how to stop these guys? How do you know it's our job now to take down big corporations like Decamento? Bruno, my discordari never forget that we are more dangerous than the monsters that we hunt. And once we start to create the monsters that we hunt, it makes us even that more dangerous. I must take my leave and go back to the scene. Try to pick up its trail. Okay, Baptista, stay safe. Okay, si ciò che cosa che da bisogna, tu famiglio sapere, the twins, anything, I give to you. In the meantime, I call your papa, e ci faccio sapere that everything's okay and you're safe for now. Gracias, tío. Be safe out there, cousin, please. I just met you, and I still want to get to know you. Siempre. Stay safe, Bautista. Nice meeting you. I will, my friend. Everyone at the table looks at Bruno. Oh, for fuck's sakes. I just met a cousin I never knew I had, and now he's running off to find this fucking zombie. Bruno, get yourself killed, Bautista, or I'll kill you myself. <laughs> Don't worry, my cousin. You'll see me again. I promise. Bautista turns and walks towards the door, and steps out and away into the rainy night. What did he say? He said God be with him. Joe calls for Ruggiero, who walks towards him and then looks at the three at the table. Okay, basta. Andiamo. Tutti, ama cucarini, go to sleep. You can see our lives are now going to be a lot more interesting starting tomorrow. How so? Is Pat going to get a girlfriend? <laughs> Is Pat going to get a girlfriend? Oh, <laughs> you're so funny. 
Mr. Hey, look, it walks. It's got a hole. I think I'm going to screw it. Oh, come on, guys. Let's not fight. Mind your own business, 30-year-old virgin. Standing in the doorway between the kitchen and the dining room, Joe shakes his head and looks down and exchanges a knowing glare with Ruggiero. Signor mio, please. God help us, please. Edo Our second story begins in the suburbs of Toronto inside the bedroom of a sleeping elderly man. A reaper stands at the foot of his bed, watching and waiting. Looking at his watch, the reaper groans and mutters impatiently. The old man begins to stir, and to the visitor's surprise, the old man starts awake and looks straight at the specter of death. Oh, bollocks. Oh, no! You've come for me! Just relax, old man, alright? In two minutes' time, it'll be- The old man does not wait for the reaper to finish as he jumps out of bed and runs out of the bedroom. Ugh. Why do they always run? The reaper follows out of the bedroom and sees the old man approaching the stairs. As the reaper advances, the old man takes one look over his shoulder and attempts to run down the stairs. He trips on his pajama pants, tumbling down to the bottom of the stairs, landing with a hard, sick thud. The reaper looks down at the crumpled old man and opens the palm of his hand, releasing a ball of white light the size of a ping-pong ball. It floats down the stairs, stopping over top of the old man's corpse. Suddenly, the man's soul is pulled from his body into the ball of light. The reaper watches as the ball floats away, then disappears with a snap of its bony fingers. Two days later, Grimm is back at the head office, having tea in the cafeteria with a fellow reaper. Reaper 126, please report immediately to the manager's office. Uh-oh, someone's in trouble. I doubt it. Maybe I'm getting that promotion. Did you hit your head on your last job? Grimm gets up and walks out of the cafeteria and towards the manager's office. Once he gets there, he knocks on the door and is told to enter. Sorry to disturb your tea time, Reaper. Please, have a seat. Okay? Grimm sits while the manager picks up the written report on top of the personnel file in front of him and begins to thumb through it. Stuart Hughes. Who? The last soul you collected? That was the man's name. Oh, yeah, him. Stuart Hughes, born October 2nd, 1936. Died January 3rd, 2023 of natural causes. Isn't that right, Reaper? Uh, yes, sir. <clears throat> natural causes. Natural causes, indeed. The manager picks up another official-looking piece of paper off the desk. What is that? This. Oh, this is the coroner's report on Stuart Hughes. Says here, Stuart did not die from natural causes. It said he died of a broken neck when he fell down 16 steps to his death. <laughs> dead is dead, right? Stuart Hughes was supposed to die of natural causes, but instead he died of a broken neck. Care to explain how that happened? He kind of woke up, saw me, freaked out, and ran out the room, and then fell down the stairs. You do know not to make yourself visible until they have died, do you not? Up until their death, they are able to see that death is coming for them. The man looked as good as dead. I didn't expect him to wake up and freak out like that. Yes, because what person has ever tried to run away from death? Or succeeded. 
The manager rolls their eyes and lifts up the personnel file, bound shut and heavily laden with papers. You see this file, Reaper? Yeah. This is your file. The manager drops the file back on the desk with a loud thud. This is not the first time you've gone outside the book when it comes to collecting souls, now is it? What does it matter how they die as long as they die at the appropriate time? (laughs) So you think, what the heck? As long as I get their souls, what does it matter how they die? Is that what I'm hearing here? Maybe... Because that is not how it is done, Reaper. We have to follow the natural order that fate has laid out for each and every living person. If someone is supposed to die from a heart attack, that is how they are supposed to die. Not from falling out of a window 15 floors to their death. In my defense, I didn't know the window was open. (sighs) It doesn't matter now, Reaper. You're going to be disciplined for your actions. What? Disciplined? Why? Your personal file says that when you were alive, you detested people and pretty much everything about being alive. Is that correct? (laughs) That subway train could not have hit me soon enough. Well, Reaper, or should I call you by your human name, Grim, your punishment will be the one thing you hate the most. And that is... You're being sent back to live among the humans for a hundred years. During that time, you will still perform your duties as a Reaper, but if you go outside the rules, if you should kill anyone before the appointed time and not let them die how they are supposed to, ten more years will be added to your sentence. If you should, for whatever reason, kill someone whose time is not up, you will get ten years. Do you- Uh, Hold on a minute. What is it? Am I being sent back to live in my old body? Because I will have a lot of explaining to do if anyone sees me. Don't be ridiculous. A new body will be picked out for you. Can you at least tell me anything about this new body? No. Is that it? Do you understand your punishment? Yes. Have you anything to say before your punishment is levied? Looks like I'm going to be working from Earth for a long time. To be continued... You have been listening to Tales of the Monster Hunters podcast. Created by Antonio and Enzo Ferrara. Directed and produced by Antonio and Enzo Ferrara. Cover art by Enzo Ferrara. Written by Antonio Ferrara. This issue starred Enzo Ferrara as Joe and Pat, Antonio Ferrara as Bruno, Pablo Lopez as Bautista, Ashley Tyler as Grimm, Roberta Jackson as Chloe, Paul Cairns as Reggie, Tao Harris as the manager, Alexander Ferrara as the Reaper and Roy Loder as Stuart Hughes. Narrated by Chris Walker. Editing and music by Alexander Ferrara. Coming on Monday, July 17, 2023. Tales of the Monster Hunters, Issue 10, The Hunters of Spring Falls. This presentation of Tales of the Monster Hunters has been brought to you by Giant Monster Productions. Copyright 2023. To contact Giant Monster Productions, email them at giantmonsterprod at hotmail.com. If you have enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, please subscribe, like, and favorite so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening.